Vandalize your cult because you're in tax on this managed to get some earbuds. Welcome to the Wonder Your Story Animals rereading and eventually rewatching needs. I'm Sarah. I'm Blair. Animorphs, Animorphs, the kids who turn into goats. I'm Seda. <laughs> <laughs> Thank is you. that a new intro? Yeah, fresh, up, fresh out the heels of Frozen 2 announced this morning? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Sada, <laughs> <laughs> I would like to formally apologize for the snarky tweet that I made about it this morning. Animorphs, animorphs, they don't need planes or boats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's no, it's great. No, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Um, I love this song. Thank you. Um, uh, alternatively... Um, just to jump ahead a little bit, we'll get to the, the stuff that we need to. I, I lost my mind when they started turning into mountain goats because I was like, hey, it's like the band that I listened to. <laughs> yeah. I, I, this is one of the times when I took all of my notes by hand. Uh-huh. Which means we're going to have some, we're going to have some fun moments of me trying to decipher my fucking handwriting. <laughs> and just flipping forward a few pages... We've got in all caps. Oh, where is it? Oh, I'm so excited about the goats. Axe also likes the goats because he's my son, smiley face. Hell the fuck yeah, mountain goat morphs with two Zs. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm excited. Positive energy. Positive energy. Got it. Um. It made me think of like, so I have my main like tote bag purse thing that I carry around is a mountain goats merch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the, like a, it's from the goths tour and it's a Ouija board and then it says goths and the mountain goats. Mm-hmm. And my favorite hobby is just going to zoos and finding the mountain goats and then holding the bag up in front of the exhibit and taking a picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good hobby. I have like three <laughs> from like Ugh. San Francisco and like, no, I have not been to San Francisco recently. Whoa. What city am I thinking of? Seattle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I just recognize the energy that I'm bringing to this. It's good. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Y'all want to talk about the cover of this book? Oh, yeah. Let's. Do you want to talk about it? <clears throat> yeah. So do you just want to like, like take like a two minute chunk right here and talk about Frozen 2? No, I, have, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm so mad that this cover wasn't Marco turning into a goat. Yeah, me too. That would have like, gotten guess... me mad hyped. Yeah, like, they didn't even, like, go in, like, the, normally the morph that they go in depth about is the one that they put on the cover. I think, uh, this this happened a couple of times where I think that they, like, load up on art of the, of some of their sort of default morphs that they do a lot, and then they just sort of deploy them randomly. Because yeah. there, there have been other times where... The cover has not been like the book morph, and it's always kind of disappointing. But this one really got to me. Yeah, but I I do like this cover because it looks like from like if, if you go from the first to the second image, it looks like you took a picture of a cat and then edited it into one of those crying cat memes. And oh then you, yeah. <laughs> if you go from the second if you go from the second to the third, it looks like you took that picture and edited it into it, into one of those crying cat memes. And the same is true from the third to the fourth image. Wow. <laughs> It's beautiful. <laughs> Marco's eyes just get bigger and sadder with each step. Which fits. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's legit. Also, so I was reading that the reason my notes are by hand is because I was reading this at a restaurant and I didn't have my computer. Um, and at one point after the like server left my table, I was so excited to go back to reading it that I tried to put my headphones on that were playing white noise so I could concentrate. Mm-hmm. And I tried 
too fast and hit myself in the head so hard with these big headphones oh, no. and I like I, it feels like a bruise is coming in luckily I have bangs so but sort of every time I get like excited in this podcast and ra- raise my eyebrows I'm like oh I'm an idiot <laughs> ow this, this pain is what I deserve for living my for life being too, too hard excited about animorphs. <laughs> yeah I like the little I like the little I like like the fucking the roach Jordans that are going on in the the third image right right oh, those are good I really like the third one. I kind of trust him. Like, I feel like yeah. I feel he like seems he's gonna like give he's... me a quest. Yeah, oh, for I, sure. I was thinking like I was thinking like he, he he gives you a quest early on, and then like later in the game he becomes like a niche uh, uh, a niche merchant. Like he sells you stuff that like oh, really yeah. you can't get anywhere else in the game. Yeah, yeah. He definitely looks like he has maybe like a caravan. Yeah, and he's very wise, mm-hmm. just sort of going around. He looks like he looks like a character from Hollow Knight. <laughs> this also the original like Marco image of him just popping a squat just makes me think of him like posing in front of a license plate that says something funny. <laughs> <laughs> and and or fuck what the teacher said. Yeah, it's he like finds a license plate that says morph for some reason. Oh, it would be current day. It would be Morphe, the like makeup company. He like poses in front of it, it with like the prayer hands with his elbow covering the E. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, you can't put that on your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, why? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I love Marco so much. Yeah, he has a he has a Marco. fin stub, but just for the animorphs. What if oh. Marco? What if Marco get iPad? God, the uh, animals having finstas just for each other is so good. <laughs> oh, finstas? Uh, a private Instagram. Yeah. I think it's uh, uh, short for friend Instagram. Is that true? Yeah, I think that's truth. Yeah, something like okay, that. Okay, because I, really I, don't understand I it. feel like I've heard the word finsta used before, but like in reference to like pri- private. Uh, uh, private Instagrams that like sex workers have that's like a premium feed. Oh, I, I, it's like similar, right? It's Fu- like, like financial Insta. You have to pay money. Fun- Finsta. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, it's also used for just personal accounts, so I don't know if yeah, that's like appropriate God, I would, or what. I would. I need more than anything. I need an AU of just this. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to know what it's like to be <laughs> so the the Netflix show uh One Day at a Time uh-huh. um which I love because it's just like full of like wholesome pronoun humor but marketed towards like baby boomers which is very weird. <laughs> they also they just their like second episode in their second season is adults trying to understand what a private Instagram is. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's the level we're at. Yeah, yeah. I so my <laughs> roommate loves Can that. We- Say, say that, say that. Is there any? Are there any jokes about what Fortnite is? Not so far, but like I wouldn't <laughs> be shocked hosted. if there's one later. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of nightmares. What, about, what, what, if, what, what if like the joke? What if the joke was like they kept calling it like Nort fight, and they're like, "Uh, Grandma, what are you saying? That's not a game." I think they probably would be just... able to license Fortnite. Probably. Well, no, 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 no. The, the joke being that she holds up a, uh, uh, her her uh, Amazon day one delivered copy of Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh. Get it? Nort fight? Yeah. Uh, yes, because I watched BDG's uh, Unraveled on Kingdom Hearts, so now I have heard that word before. You yes. heard the word of Nort? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kingdom Hearts is... Kingdom Hearts is on some bullshit, and I respect it. 
Kingerhearts is truly doing whatever the fuck it wants. Um, yeah, I heard one of my friends talking about how apparently Elsa just sings the whole ass song. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Elsa just sings the whole did ass you, song. No, that's did tremendous. You hear, did you hear about the part where um, they, like, their, their render, their, like, 3D modeling license expired at one yes. point? So there is a singular frame with a watermark on it? Yeah. It's really I've, funny to me. I've only watched part of that clip. I actually haven't watched the whole last thing. Um, I've only watched the part of the clip because there's a part in the movie that's um, I always really loved because so Elsa like swings her braid from behind her to over her shoulder, the like iconic look. And the hair animation in that movie is so beautiful, but they just couldn't do it realistically. They couldn't have her move her hair realistically right, in I time with the song. Mm-hmm. So they just they were like fuck it the song is more important and they just have it clip through her shoulder it's super obvious but like it's worth it like it's so much better than the alternative and so i watched the kingdom hearts clip literally just that like 0.5 seconds because i wanted to see if they had like if technology has advanced far enough that they fixed it but from what i saw it still clips through her shoulder (laughs) Uh, honestly like honestly that that means to me that it is it is it's not a bug, but a feature at that point. And I remember like a lot of like gifts going around that I certainly myself shared because I was in a very anti Disney stage of my life that I'm only just now starting to come out of. Well, Disney's fuck bad, Disney. but Frozen's fine. <laughs> yeah, fuck Disney, but like anti everything Disney has ever done or like anything that has ever come out under the Disney name, which is honestly getting harder and harder to do now that they're just sort of slowly consuming everything. So I kind of just like. I can't do it anymore. Sure. Like, if I were to just, like, seize consu- consumption of all Disney-owned media, like, I would just, like... I, I Like, I'd be able to read Animorphs and, like... <laughs> I think that's, that's all you need, life. though. Legit. Yeah. Um, I could also watch Animorphs. Oh! Could watch some Animorphs. You can watch and read Animorphs. Yeah, for sure. Though, unfor- though unfortunately, Disney does own the rights to Sean Ashmore. Oh, no. <laughs> They've licensed his life. Uh, so we open with a nightmare about Marco's mom. Yes. Yeah. Just like right off the bat, we've got Marco. It's just gonna be having trauma, having trauma. Yeah, <laughs> he's in the fucking shit. Yeah. To like the point where it's like only the second page where his dad wakes him up from the nightmare, and his dad says, "Are you okay?" And Marco says, "Yes." And then narrator Marco says, "I wasn't." <laughs> It's like, think, oh, so right after that, we have 12-year-old being like, I'm not, okay, like, but, like, for real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's too bad. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. Um, and then. And then, so, I, like, I'm, I'm so divided on whether, I think the scene really works, but I can't tell how purposeful it was or how, like, if it was just for the plot. Because, basically, Marco's like, I'm going to go to school. But, instead, he just sort of, like wanders and he just like goes downtown because he like can't face school mm-hmm. which like even if it is retroactive that makes so much sense for him like having this horrible flashback if they explain like marco's mom they thought he- she died and then turns out she was a controller and then they abandoned her in the underwater thing but they thought maybe she had survived and he had a whole nightmare about it so it makes a lot of sense for him to be like actually i can't face other humans right now even if that's not even if he didn't know that's what he was doing. Right. He was like, I want to go be anonymous and not have to think or face anything. Right, right, <laughs> so right. I'm going to go downtown. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, which, like, the I traumas. think it was probably, like, for plot because he needed to be there so he could, surprise, surprise, see his mom. It works both um, ways. 
Yeah, but yeah. I just like it as a character thing because until uh, later, I don't, I, I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like it absolutely read to me in the moment as just like like I I I I feel like it just automatically read to me as like Marco being like I can't fucking deal with being seeing or being seen by people. Yeah, who I know. it would have been nice if they were more. No, explicit I definitely about think it. that's what it is. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I I I think I'm of two minds about that because, um, until later, I think that one of the things about marco that's so interesting is how deep in denial he is about everything all the time constantly right oh, yeah. this book <laughs> so was... i think that he probably didn't even know why he left yeah, yeah. I, th- I think when he says that he fully meant to go to school he is telling the truth in that his conscious mind was like time to go to school and face my friends and tell jokes all day and then his body and oh, underlying brain were just like nope 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 nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> marco yeah oh. I love you so much. He is yeah. a child. <laughs> he is. He's just a little creature. There's nothing he can do to change it. Oh, no, that's Tobias. Oh, oh yeah, no, that's very Tobias. <laughs> oh, no, I love that. In quite a literal sense, yeah. Oh, my God. I just keep thinking of the kids doing, like, modern memes now. And I'm just picturing, like, I, Marco, like, crudely photoshopping a hawk onto i am just a little creature i cannot change this mm-hmm. like sending it i don't know how tobias would see it sending it to rachel to show to tobias i don't know um tobias, tobias, just tobias being can like, get a phone a female hawk <laughs> get tobias an iphone please he can figure it out he's a smart kid bird iphone yeah to buy phone uh buy phone to buy phone to buy phone to buy phone okay okay all I'm right talking. <laughs> To buy phone S. <laughs> to buy phone S. The, the to buy the to buy phone X. Because to buy because to buy S. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> it literally just sounds like um just nonsense. Uh. <laughs> you know, like sim sim talk. Yes, it does. Simlish. Simlish. Whatever. Yeah. I've never played the Sims S. before. Um. It- it's I have I have Sims of the Animorphs. <laughs> I know you do. You have Sims of most things, Seda. I, I just like I, for some reason in my brain I heard that as Sins of the Animorph. I have so many the Sins of the Animorph. I'm, I'm just That's... thinking like in a in a very Sins of the Father type. Sure, sure. Oh, uh, so yeah. So Marco like sees his mom, aka Visser One, right. Because she just, like, knocks him over with a briefcase. Mm -hmm. And so he decides to get revenge by going to trip this stranger, which is cool. I love Marco so much. He's just a rowdy rascal boy. He really is. He's just feral and abides by no laws. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) And he doesn't trip her because he's like, that's my mom in a bad wig. And then he immediately, like... I kept having to remind myself that this is, like, really high stakes because this is his mother who he thought was dead for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But he immediately acquires human DNA. And call- he, like, calls himself out on it. He's like, yeah, all morphs are, like, kind of gross. But morphing to a human is, like, really gross. And, and also, also kind like- of unethical. <laughs> I think we'll say it's an ethical gray area. Yeah, I think he called it ethically <laughs> dubious. Yeah, Did, did Jake like find that. out about that at any point? I don't Not explicitly, so. but he knows that something went down. Yeah. And, okay, may I just... You may. So, while we're talking about morphs, at one point he 
morphs in an elevator full of people by holding a noose. He, like, sits down on the floor and, like, hides behind a newspaper and then morphs into a fly. And I need to ask again about the noises. Yeah, I... <laughs> what about the splutes? I hate the splutes so much. I, I ha- One must assume that they are simply for dramatic effect. You know, like, yeah. when sound effects happen in a TV show that are obviously not, like, actually happening in real, like, <laughs> diegetically or whatever, but just to, like, add emphasis. Or better yet, in a reality TV show where they're not happening at all, but, you know, right. stuff has to happen. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I go crazy. <laughs> the alternative th- to that is that I go fucking batshit insane. <laughs> Fair enough, because it would be very crunchy and squishy, etc. And I don't like the crunches or the squishes. Hey, what would happen if you were in a vacuum and you morphed something smaller or bigger than your mass, and there was no air, no way the air could fill it? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a physicist. Challenging concept going on here. Because I was just thinking, I had, well, okay, that might have sounded like a question about, from somebody who thinks about things, but I need you to know that it happened because I was like, how did Marco turn into a fly in an elevator? You can't get air into an elevator. So would he create a vacuum? And then I was like, you can get air into an elevator for sure. (laughs) Definitely, definitely can get air into an elevator. So. Uh. Wouldn't it be crazy if elevators were vacuums, though? (laughs) <laughs> That'd be yeah. just fucking bonkers. The, like, elevator up the CN Tower, they have to, like, have people dragged out of it at the top because you just pass out. Elevators have the <laughs> highest mortality rate of any form of transport, but people will still choose them over the... But people will still just choose to use them on a daily basis. Yes. I want... A- Animorphs AU where everything is the same except for that is true. <laughs> Wait, what is true? They all get killed by elevator? No, it's just that elevators, <laughs> elevators are vacuums. Elevators are vacuums. <laughs> so that makes it... They use bird morphs, like, a lot more, because they're like, fuck, I'm not flying. I'm definitely not... Like, I'm flying up to the third floor of the mall. There's no goddamn way I'm getting in that elevator. I, if, My blood pressure is so low, I pass out immediately. Yeah. It I don't would, know if blood maybe, pressure maybe they're all just like, Maybe they're all just, like, really... Maybe they all just, like, learn to be really good at parkour to, like, get, circumvent the elevator problem because they just don't want to fucking use the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, this is the shit that I wanted the time travel book to explore. <laughs> <laughs> what? If, if if elevators were vacuums, would everyone be better at parkour? It's like, it's like, the, sli- it's like the Sliders episode where the Golden Gate Bridge is blue instead of, like, red. that color. Or this red. It's red. This is the important red. theoretical futures that we need to be exploring. Mm-hmm. I would love it if something like that was just suddenly mentioned in Animorphs. I would kind of probably have to look it up to make sure that's not actually true in real life. <laughs> if they suddenly said, um, uh, yeah, it's weird because elevators are vacuums, so it kind of makes them stressful <laughs> to be in, but they're super convenient. I'd have to yeah. like Google. I'm like, wait, are elevators vacuums and can no new air come into them until they <laughs> reopen? Because I don't, I don't... Imagine you're, like, waiting for an elevator and it opens and just you're, like, sucked forward slightly as it steals all of the air from your floor and everyone inside is like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
tries to okay i see i see i understand so not yeah. only is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no that makes sense <laughs> it does make sense that's true uh so basically Speaking of weird science <laughs> Visser one is a traitor and exiled, but still has access to Candrona rays. And they're like, what? Yeah. So, well, <laughs> let's back up. Uh, <laughs> okay. So if elevators were vacuums. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. So, oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, Marco, he's the person who's narrating this book. He, he sees his mom, he turns into a fly vacuum elevator. Um, and then he's like, fuck, gotta go back, tell Jake, or people, or whatever. And so he does mm-hmm. that, and they're like, well, okay. Uh, and that is kind of the tone for the rest of the book, is like, Marco's like, hey, guys, hey, guys, I got a great idea that we super should do, and everyone's like, I mean, okay, man, I we're putting this on you, so if you fuck up, like, that's your responsibility, basically, you know? Yeah, it's, it's very much like, they're all like, well, Marco, we don't know how to, like, process your feelings, so we're just gonna let you do that, and, uh... Take your time, buddy. You, you take it from here, bud. Yeah. You got it. I'm really glad. I feel like we haven't seen marco and tobias hang out in a really long time if at all yeah and this was great um i love it so much i love i love seeing tobias with new people because he just like different aspects of his personality come out in a really cool way Mm -hmm. Um, so basically they realize they have to go investigate this office building where viscer one has an office and to quote the reason that tobias and axe are the only ones who go with him is that um, Jake and Rachel have like familial obligations. Cassie has some school stuff, and Tobias is like, "Well, Axe and I are available. We don't have families or homes or anything to do ever, so it's cool. We'll hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do a mission. Oh. And then I love this moment. Jake basically gives responsibility to Tobias, which I think is partially just that Tobias is definitely the most responsible of. Like, least... Mm, no, he's not the least reckless. That's not right at all. What he is is, like, a really good middle between Marco and Axe when it comes to, like, objectivity. Right. Because Marco, obviously, is going to favor not killing his mom. Right. Like a weirdo. Yes. And Axe is going to be like, let's kill your mom. She's a controller and a very important one. And so he knows that Marco can't do it and Axe can't do it. And Tobias will, like listen to both of them mm-hmm. also to consider is that tobias is the only one of the three who does not really have an axe to grind like like so I to mean, speak like, yeah <laughs> stupid continue <laughs> just in that like marco and viscer one and axe and elfingor and Vi- the fact that viscer three murdered his brother right Tobias, like, I mean, Elfinger was Tobias's dad, yeah, so, like, that's probably, that probably stings, but, like... But he didn't really have a connection with him. Yeah, exactly! Right. <laughs> that'd be, like, that'd be, like, if I fucking... It's just kind of, like, a I, fact I... he knows. Yeah. It's, like, if your dad was, like... Um... It'd be, like, if someone tried to... I, like, both of you like... in a row completely failed to come up with a simile <laughs> for that. 
Guys, I was like, your dad like was a, an alien who you never met. I was like a cool I, I, dead president, but then I was like, there are no cool dead presidents because all. I was just think. I was just gonna say it's like if someone came up to me and said my uncle was like Bernie Mac, and also Bernie Mac is like an alien. <laughs> was an alien. <laughs> he did die. Yeah. <laughs> um. I was like, I was so counting on like, a, a, suddenly a president would appear in my head, and I was like, no. who is cool and dead? Yeah, no. none of them. <laughs> They're all bad. Um. <laughs> I um. So at one point, while they're uh, breaking in, they turn into roaches on the ceiling, and it's very funny because Marco is like, a, a half andalite, half roach is pretty dope, half hawk half roach really sucks and also here's two and a half pages of squelches and scromps as i turn into a cockroach myself and then they like fucking ride down the rails of a stairwell like little skateboarders and i feel like if i saw cockroaches riding rails i'd throw myself into a river (laughs) you know (laughs) that seems like an extreme reaction not to die, just to like cleanse myself. Oh sure, um, I definitely would go ape. Bathe yourself in the uh, in in the cleansing waters of the. I'm really mad that I don't remember the name of the river that you live really close to because you reference it like once a week on Twitter and I cannot keep it in my head. I do the Atanabe. Thank um, you. That's why I got really into the concept of throwing myself into a river as the as the like the reaction to things because throwing myself into the Atanabe has such a great ring to it it does yeah, like I, I i live like right on top of the erie river in rochester and like throwing myself into the erie is actually fucking that does sound pretty fucking tight yeah actually it, it sounds more like you're gonna investigate a mystery though yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like what that's like what the, i think that's what they should say before they like they start a new arc on uh on the adventure zone amnesty yeah, yeah. <laughs> into the erie. Um, uh. i'm on the mississippi which is an important one so I, I, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's throwing cool. yourself, throwing. If I really, if I say like I'm gonna throw myself into the Mississippi, that sounds like a, a saying that I inherited from like my prospector great grand great great grandfather. I think um, I think the most I think obviously what's the, what's the most iconic river to throw yourself into? Because it's it's the Thames, right? Well, that's is that that's not a real one, right? Is that a real one? A, is, yeah. it, is it a real one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, are you are you thinking of one of the hell ones? <laughs> sticks. Yeah. <laughs> Hurling yourself into the sticks has a very different meaning. I, I like that though. I do too. <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs> oh god. Um. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What is, what is the best corporeal river to throw yourself into? Um. I think the Thames is up there. I think um, I think the Euphrates is also up there. Oh, mouthful. It's a bit of a mouthful. Well, it is, but uh, Seda, what's yours again? Autonomy. Yeah, it's it's not. I think better syllables. No, autonomy has better syllables. It does definitely. I'm saying <laughs> that like I think Euphrates, autonomy, and the Thames are definitely up there. Those are all some really good rivers. We should talk about something that's not rivers. No, <laughs> um, no, I love this line of conversation. I genuinely do. When they finish like doing this, like crazy like jackass stunt um tobias is like 
that, that Tobias and Marco are like, that was cool. Let's never do it again. Yeah. Like really enthusiastically. <laughs> oh, that that is like such a perfect Marco and Tobias attitude. They're like, so fun. hell yeah, that was amazing. But let's not, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> they're so fun and they're so interesting because it's like, it's clear that they get along pretty well, but, um, uh, Tobias goes pretty antagonistic against him pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they're they two that, like, didn't know each other before they were on an army together, right? Right, right. Um, Basically, I, th- I think that probably they, they would have hated each other for a long time, but now they have a lot of shared trauma. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think there's something about their personalities that is kind of similar, you know? Like, uh, Tobias totally. obviously has a much drier sense of humor, but he's way more willing to crack jokes. Also, like, like about anyone the, else, <laughs> the the fact that both of them have like absentee parents. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I think they really are too. I mean, it's it's happened in the series, but I think that even if they had just kept on being human kids, they probably would have disliked each other a lot, and they would have like ended up at the same college or something, and been like, "Great, I'm gonna be with that motherfucker for another four years." And then one time in class, something would happen, and they'd be on the same team. And after that, they'd be like, "Huh." All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And like something would click, and then they'd be friends. When am I gonna write my animals? And then, and then, and then in like, and then in like thirty, <laughs> and then after like thirty chapters, they kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone can kiss. Well, anyone, anyone can, can kiss. kiss. Game of Thrones voice. Anyone can kiss at any time for any reason. Shut up. <laughs> Almost anyone can kiss. Almost anyone. Very many. People except for people with, except for the people with plot armor. They are kiss. They are they evade kiss until the very last minute. Mm, kissless. Um. So when they discover Visser One's office, they find out that she has used a new thing called hologram paint to paint her windows. Sure. I really, really thought that this would play a role Me too. in the climax. I, the thing is, I read that and I thought, oh, that's going to show up later. And then I forgot about it until literally right now. Yeah. They're like, whoa. Because the climax even involves holograms. Mm-hmm. It does. Just oh, holograms. God, the climax of this book is so good. Uh, But yeah, so they're like, oh, hologram paint. That's where that's when you paint your windows and you project a hologram onto it. I feel like there's a better way. <laughs> right? You have like, other I technology. Feel like they, that seems like something where they had an internal argument over like something in the like writer's bible where they were like, "Okay, so she just has a hologram in her office, whatever." And someone was like, "No, because for a hologram you need blah 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 and like certain energy source or well, I mean, I think, and I they think were the, like, "Well, then I, oh, fucking hold on, hold on. hologram paint." <laughs> Um, I think the reason, the big hangup is that, um, how the fuck are you going to deal with a hologram and people's shifts in perspective as they walk past an office? Holograms are like 3D, aren't they? Yeah, but like... Because uh, you have... Invested by science. (laughs) You have, like, I'm just thinking because you have, like, when Axe was in the stall... You've got a point, yeah. Eric projected, like a cube of the stall basically that shifted Mm -hmm. because that's the only way I can make any of what they've ever done make sense is that a hologram is basically a 3d image right it has to be remember that time time that Eric made a wall and hid himself behind it remember when Eric made a wall and hid himself behind it I love Eric I wish he was more present in this book because he's there like he does a thing but he doesn't have any lines he does a big thing can I just say that like this book does I just fucking love this book where it it's really like they, 
Marco is just talking about his plan for the entire duration of it. And, like, you get little, like, snippets and bits by bits of what exactly his plan is as it goes on. And then you don't get mm-hmm. the fucking prestige until the very end. Yeah. And, like, I like that because partially it's doing the thing where it doesn't want to show you the whole plan because then it's spoiled. But it's also playing such good service to Marco being completely in denial about the fact that, like not being able to fully like admit the reality of the situation where he's like, yeah, the plan, which is to, uh, the, the plan. Yeah. You know, the, the plan. next step the in the plan, plan where we, uh, the plan, the plan, you know, that plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That plan. We're going to do that plan. Uh huh. Um, there is something here. So basically they find, um, they walk in and Visser one's body is, uh, bent over this portable Kendrona that has like a human head, trapping device so that Visser one can like peek out of her can like leave her ear but she can't get away because there aren't any guards it's horrifying and starting here I started to notice that Marco never referred to her as Visser one he's never like Visser one walked down the street he's like Visser one made my mother's body move forward and yeah. stuff like that yeah which I thought was interesting by itself but then later after they realize that they're probably going to have to kill her, he makes the switch and starts ta- thinking, talking about her as just Visser One. Mm-hmm. Um, so and it's, Cassie um, does not like that. Right. But Cassie, it's, it's, Cassie, well, Cassie more just doesn't like to see her friend, like, destroying herself. Well, Cassie herself. is just worried. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cassie's just <laughs> but, really like, concerned. But it's, it's, it's even internal where he switches from, like, Visser One makes my mother's body smile to now viscer one is walking beside me and stuff like that Mm -hmm. which is like he's literally dehumanizing Mm -hmm. his mother as much as he possibly can Mm -hmm. so that he can like try to prepare himself for the fact that he might have to kill her yeah which is like so well done (laughs) this yeah this oh my god this this book did so many things and i'm so i'm like thinking about all of them and how excited i am especially the fucking, like, second to last chapter of this book uh, Mm -hmm. is a work of art. Anyway, let's get there. (laughs) Yeah, so basically Marco goes forward to try and, like, save his mom while the yerk is technically out of her body. And stop me if this sounds unreasonable. Axe stops him from moving forward by putting his tail blade to his throat. (laughs) Good job. Like, I get that it's a dire situation, but if my friend's about to make a bad choice, I grab their arm. I don't put a knife to their throat. Just me, yeah, though. But he's got shitty little arms. He's got shitty little arms. Yeah. He's gay, and the only powerful muscle, the only powerful muscles in his body are on his four beautiful legs and his big fucking tail. <laughs> Just like all the other gays. <laughs> Don't we all uh, have four beautiful legs? In. And uh, my, ex- yeah, <sighs> my tail is coming in beautifully. Um, I, I, I think. Marco even specifically talks about how uh, tail, like, Andalite tails are, like, just one. Really strong. Yeah, yeah. just one big Because he fucking, tries to, like, yeah. push it away and acts just, like, barely moves. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, they, they, and so uh, while they're having this conversation and being like, hey, you can't save her because the Yerk will reinfest her, blah, 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 blah. They realize that there's, like, surveillance footage of, like, the free Hork-Bajir colony, and so they're like, oh, she's probably gonna use that to, like, get Visser 3 marked incompetent or whatever. Uh, and then Mark, this is when Marco starts saying that he has a plan, pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and when 
Tobias and Axe express worry. Marco's like, it's fine. Just blame me. And Tobias is described as laughing out loud and being like, don't worry. We will. <laughs> and it's just, I just, uh, Tobias laughs out loud at Marco a lot in this, mm-hmm. which I find very delightful. And this is another moment where I think that they probably had a, like some sort of internal argument or something because Tobias is like, hey, you need to open a window because Yerks, like other Yerks are coming to attack Visser 1. And Marco immediately, without doing anything else, throws a chair at the window. <laughs> and then yeah. he says, in high-rise office buildings, windows don't open. <laughs> so it feels like someone was like, why didn't he try to open it? Why did what? Um, no, but it's, it's it's just a really funny thing in canon as well, you know? Yeah. Because it's so dramatic, and then he, he's just kind of reading the room like, oh, they don't open. They don't open, just so you know. But also kind of for the drama. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, basically, it's just like Vista three is going to kill Visser 1. They're all going to try and kill each other. Um, Visser 1 at some point laughs evilly and says, I have email, which is very funny. It's such, like, there there are just, like, such moments. There's one in a later Marco book, and it, I think it's my actually my favorite Marco book. Um, uh, it, but there's just, like, there's a moment when there's like something extremely, di- and this moment has stuck with me for, like, 15 years. But there's this moment where something really, really dire is happening, and Marco needs to get somewhere specific, but he doesn't know how, so he goes to MapQuest. <laughs> oh my god! Um, every yeah. just like I, I love that mundane, the mundanity. Yeah, yeah. Mundanity. Yeah, mundanity. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. There's like breaking moments here. There's while they're Visser one is like threatening to kill them, and so she makes like a gun shape. But the thing about the gun that she would use is that it's a tracon beam. So I feel like if a villain, like a kind of unhinged villain, like makes a gun shape at you and they're like, poof, poof, it's like kind of threatening. Yeah. Somebody going like pointing a gun at you and going. Choo! <laughs> Uh, I okay, so I don't know why, but um, do you two know that vine that's like that girl sitting in her car and like perusing a checklist? And yeah. it's like, is the rim right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's what Visor One looks like in my head. <laughs> oh, I can totally see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, anyways, I just wanted to ask because I just remembered this out of nowhere when I was talking about like minutiae popping up, like the like the email and the map quest thing. You remember when Axe like basically said that books are more technologically advanced than computers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think about that. <laughs> it makes no fucking sense. That was that's one of those sort of throwing spaghetti at the wall world building moments that doesn't necessarily translate. I think <laughs> it's just nonsense. Yeah. I love it. I fucking love it. It, it. it had a very it had a very Doctor Who feeling to me. Yeah. Oh, I can totally see. Like yeah. like 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 um not to not sorry for the next minute, but like the the uh what is it the what are the, what's the first Jack Harkness episode? Cursed Child. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, the, in the cursed child, when like Harkness is like, "Oh shit, that's a that's a sonic screwdriver. You got that from blah blah blah." And then Eccleston is just like, "Yeah, once." Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jack. Harkness. It's just a really fucking. It's really good. We can't I talk like about Jack Harkness again. <laughs> What's that? I said we can't talk about we, Jack we Harkness. We talked about him extensively. Last week. 
We sure did. I still have a lot Ultimate of thoughts hippo. about him. Um, so, uh, yes. So they they recon where they they do do a little. You know, we will reconvene back at the home base. They... Oh, two very important Tobias Marco moments. Oh yes. Um, when Marco is sort of like trying to express his plan and Tobias doesn't like it, Tobias like flits his wings slightly and like flies separately from Marco. And Marco says, I've never met anyone who can express disapproval the way Tobias can, which I love the thought of Tobias just being kind of a judgy asshole. I love him um, so much. <laughs> and at one point, um, Tobias says, you're a jerk, Marco. And Tobias says, yeah, I love you too. I love that. And it was like, <laughs> This is obviously the opposite vibe, but I was like Han Leia vibes. Oh, like <laughs> to the max. Just oh, being yeah. like, you're such an asshole. He's like, yeah, I love you too. Oh. <laughs> Star Wars, Animorph Star Wars AU. Uh, I'm so glad that I've, I, I, I know that I'm like super late to the game, but like I'm finally getting into Star Wars and I'm really happy about it because Star Wars good. I want to talk about Star Wars so bad, but we are 40 minutes in and not close to happen. Oh god, okay, yeah. Um, okay, pick it up, so pick it up, pick it up. They, they let's go make to... the, let's make, hold on, let's make the sky record and pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Nice, nice reference. They they go to get Cassie and uh, Tobias or somebody pecks at the window so hard that it shatters um, and Axis tells her to say a bird hit the window because she would not be lying technically. <laughs> I fucking love Axis and this is when they decide to go get mountain goat morphs. And this is when my notes start to be in all caps for a little while. <laughs> um, and Tobias is still being sort of snotty about... And again, we can't really go into detail about what the plan is yet because it's only been referred to as the plan so far. Mm-hmm. Except that we know it involves Visser 1 wanting the free Hork-Bajir as leverage. Right. Um, and at one point, Marco's like... Hey, Tobias, can you, like, work with me here? And Tobias says, okay, I'm done pouting. <laughs> and, like, starts just being a person. Not a person. A bird. Um, <laughs> being a bird again. <laughs> uh, and while Marco is trying to sleep before the plan, <laughs> all caps. Um, oh, I love this. This is an important moment where he's like, I have to do this. Well, I mean, first of all, he just starts, like, like monologuing in total like a manic way being yeah. like i have to do this i don't want to do this i'm gonna kill her i can't kill her da, 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 da. and he says i have to do this for her for jake for my dad and i'm like those are your three huh yeah your parents and jake yeah okay yeah uh-huh, uh-huh, i have no uh-huh. comment i have no comment at all <laughs> <laughs> egregious oh my god None this book is egregious whatsoever. marco has and some incredible no moments with Marco has at least one incredible moment with everyone in this cast. Everyone in the cast in this book, yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, for sure. This pretty much soon after this, they're all they reconvene in the morning and they're talking about like getting things started. And Cassie just bursts out of nowhere, like, "Marco cannot be on this mission. Can we fucking say it, please? We cannot have Marco see his mom die. Can we just talk about that for one goddamn moment?" Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, "Shh." shh Cassie, not now, not now. And she's like, no, fuck all of you guys. We need to talk about this. Uh-huh. And, and then she's just like, are we just going to fucking let this happen? And then, like, five seconds of the silence pass, and then Jake is like, so what were you saying to Marco? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's brutal. <sighs> but, and then, so it continues to be 
difficult because Marco's in a state, but also I think that this entire thing is redeemed just for everybody doing their Andalite impressions. Mm-hmm. Because they're still trying to fool Visser One. Obviously, they're trying to fool her into thinking they're all Andalites. Right. And so Tobias is like, I spend a lot of time with Axe. I can feel. I feel like I can do the sort of like snotty Andalite thing. And Axe is like, I'm very close to saying that I'm offended. Uh, Andalites are very humble. And everyone's like, okay. Axe is. It's. I think it might be one of the funniest lines. That line is him saying, "Yeah, we're very humble and understated, basically." No. And I'm like, you stupid bitch. <laughs> Anything. You were the thing. dumbest motherfucker that ever did live, and I would and I would take a bullet for you in a second. It's so I crazy know. that he's like developed like no perspective. It's no, so he's funny. still just so haughty toddy and I fucking love it. I know. It's like it's it's the like to me, Axe is extremely that image from The Simpsons of like, hmm, could it be that I have become too old? No, it is the children who are wrong. But it's like, hmm, could it be that I am? <laughs> Could it be that I am, like, oh, fucking, am, fu- I can't. An arrogant, arrogant? asshole? Arrogant. Yeah. Yeah. Arrogant. I couldn't think of the word arrogant. <laughs> Neither could so I until literally at. right then. <laughs> Anyways, could it be that I am truly an arrogant asshole? No, it is the humans who are wrong. The humans who are wrong. <laughs> yeah. I love him. And so, basically, now their plan is to get Visser 1 spotted by Visser 3's cronies so that Visser 3 and Visser 1 fight. And there's, like, a series of mall scenes that are, like, a, a controller who's a, a security guard tries to apprehend Visser 1, and Rachel diverts him by going all, like, A-cab. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, this guard is trying to arrest this woman. She paid for her scarf. Is this the type of mall this is? Is this the abuse of power that you all think? Is this the society that we live in? <laughs> it's like, we truly Rachel, live in a society. Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. I love her so much. Oh my god. Uh, Rachel's truly a cab. Yes, it's true. I, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. This whole like I, I, I very much like I very much like that moment when she when she is like eh, she paid too she paid for it. She paid too much for it. That doesn't even look like cashmere. I know. <laughs> and then she at, 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 like another great like character moment, she's like she like pulls Marco to the side like you are gaping like an asshole. Like you, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Like... <laughs> it was not intentional. Um, and it's still gonna kill me. Um, yeah. So yeah, because he's just like I think like a tourist is, or like a, like something like that is what she specifically said. Um, uh, yeah. And then pulls him aside and like I just there's something about people like the other animals being like hesitant around but also pretty protective of Marco. In this situation, mm-hmm. um, they're like, we're going to let you do your thing, but also we're going to pull you out of, like, like shit if things get too bad. Because you obviously are not on your A-game right now, but you need to do this, you know? Yeah, it's just I think my, really, my thought was yeah. almost that Rachel was trying to be cruel to, like, push him into admitting that he fucked up like right. and that he's not ready for this right um i mean part of it is rachel just not knowing how to how to do human emotions and friendship right. but i i think there's part of her that's like i'm just going to like look marco in his face and be like yo you're gonna kill your mom <laughs> uh-huh. so that he'll admit if he'll just fucking admit that he's gonna kill his mom then we could like move past it right <laughs> that's that's rachel i love her she's just the i best. know 
Um, uh, Viserwen realizes when she thinks, I like this realization. She realizes that the Andalite bandits are not Andalites, but humans, because she was thinking of like the reports of death tolls for controllers. Uh-huh. And she says that the human ones, the, the death tolls for human controllers is really, really low mm-hmm. uh, compared to like taxon and hork controllers mm-hmm. and realizes that only humans would spare humans right but kill aliens right which is like ooh, fun commentary on humanity and it's it, okay it's it's really good but also proves what a fucking idiot like viscer three is because if all of that all of those numbers are just readily available i feel right. like anyone could piece yeah. that together <laughs> i know yeah it's very very strange Mm-hmm. Um, but Visser 3 truly is so stupid. We The way that he enters this book is that they're all at, um, they like go to this mountain and they're all like pretending to go camping basically. They're going to go hike up this mountain to where they've told her that the Hork, free Hork-Bajir live. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's in, you know, reasonable cars that like people would drive to go camping. Right. And Visser 3 rolls up in a fucking limousine. He is the best. He's... <laughs> He actually is so fucking incredible in this book. I was like, I know. I, I had again one of those moments where like, Vishnu Tree's a little sexy. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, a, just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember what specifically made me think that, um, but it was there just was something about his egotism, like, you know. Oh, I think it might be. So basically right now they just start like hiking up this mountain. Uh, Rachel is sniping like really cruelly at Marco and Tobias to the point where like Tobias steps in. Right. And everybody thinks it's a little bit weird because Tobias doesn't usually speak against Rachel. Right. Also, at one point, they think that Jake and Cassie probably yeah, got blown up. Yeah, that's kind of the context for that sniping as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Visser 3 has a full-ass army around him because they think they're going to probably go meet another army, mm-hmm. but then the human controllers are talking so much, so Visser 3 flamboyantly is like, fuck all of you guys, I'll go alone. Oh, I actually think what made, <laughs> this is maybe horrible and a little problematic, what made me go like, oh, Visser 3 is a little sexy is when he's like, um, oh, I'll chop off your leg if you say something like that. And then Chapman's like, hey, don't. Like, he can't fight if you chop off his leg. And Vicious yeah. like, right. And then chops off his arm. Uh, <laughs> which, A, like, great. Also, um, a little bit of sexual ten- tension between him and Chapman, I think. Because yeah. he did defer to him a little bit. And I was like, sure. yeah. Anyway, to, to, to just remove any sexual tension from that, just keep in mind that this is at the same time when Chapman was like, like gasping like a fish in a shitty like tracksuit. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he's obviously. <laughs> I mean, it's like, not great. Like, to me, to me, in my brain, Chapman just kind of looks like the guy from Office Space who like gets his who wants his stapler. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Visser 3 starts to morph, and the morph noise that we get is squeesh <laughs> with four E's. Oh, great. As, as, his, like, as his head flattens out into like a UFO, I want to see this so badly. Yeah, he becomes like a huge chameleon land crab. It's so mm-hmm. good. It's wild. It's, and it's... then Marco becomes a goat. <laughs> Which is oh, better. This, this is my question. Okay, so okay. Marco like describes his transformation as basically going from human to fawn to goat. And so I was wondering, 
do you think i think you probably have to be good at morphing like really good like cassie good could you hold half morph for long enough to do like a costume like if you wanted to be a fawn for halloween i think could you like i think cassie is probably the only one cassie yeah cassie could and cassie would i think yeah almost like she has flirted with it because she's just been like a centaur true and she did do the like i feel like she did an angel look really early on with, in the book yeah. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. They, haven't really, they haven't really referenced that the controlled morph in a good while yeah they haven't it's too bad because i really i thought that that was so interesting that cat i don't remember the term for it but i know that like cassie was displaying um aspects of like something that andalites have a word for where right. morphing is basically an art form for right. them yeah, yeah yeah um and i understand that they haven't had a lot of opportunities what with all the war and trauma and stuff mm-hmm. to like be like also cassie morph real pretty good mm-hmm. um but i thought that was really like fun little unique thing that was going on for her i would love to see more of it yeah mm-hmm. so now there's like a battle on some rocks eric makes a hologram of the hork bashir colony and uh, there's this is when Rachel stops being mean and starts being gentle, which is like more scary. Yeah. Um, because yeah, like Mark, it's Mark this, like, calls it out. He's like, oh go yeah, on. because he he says that there's a gentle voice in his head, but it's not his mom. It's Rachel. And I was like, oh no. And Rachel's basically like, hey bud, it's okay. Like you don't have to do this. Like you don't have to be the one that does this. Yeah. Um, and then he nearly is the one that does it, but then Jake appears out of nowhere, ba ba ba, back from the dead in tiger form and tackles Marco away from his mom. It is as he's about next... to mountain goat headbutt her. As he's the most emotionally her. intense shit ever. It's all my next note is in all caps and three exclamation points. I'm crying in the club right now. <laughs> I not to detract from this moment, but I did just have a thing that I just kind of thought about as very funny that I think is very funny at least. Okay. Um, of the moment when Marco just ascends the cliff as a mountain goat, just like hopping up the little like the little tiny ridges. Yeah. He's a um, have you ever even watched a Super Mario sixty four speed run? Um, no. no. I've watched a mountain goat climb up real good though. But was that a yet? Was that a no? No, but I I've also watched about climb up really good. <laughs> okay, so this is so this isn't a joke that either of you are gonna get, but this is for the listeners out there. In my head, I just pictured like the sound of Mario doing a backwards long jump in that game and just like clipping up the the side of the cliff. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I understand the concept of clipping. I got half that joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you should watch a backwards long jump video. They're very funny to see. And it'll be very funny when you see it. Nice. Good. Um, anyway, back to the fucking horrible angst. Um, yeah, that. It's, so, yeah. So, uh, Jake is basically holding Marco down, both in the morph. Um, and Jake is like, hey, man, it's okay. Like, Marco, you're okay. Basically. It's very goodwill hunting. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, but it, it's also, like, so intimate. Like, that is the moment that really stuck out to me. It is so totally. intimate. Yeah, um, definitely. I think it has really interesting mirrors with the, like, megamorphs where Marco held Jake as he died. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It, like, mirrors that really strongly. Uh-huh. But Marco's just dying on the inside. Yeah. Um it's it, yeah it's and and marco like completely blacks out pretty much he says that he doesn't remember how and it's we like didn't really impress upon 
like this scene is chaotic like there's spaceships happening there's uh the axe went and got all the free hork bajir mm-hmm. so they're going wild mm-hmm. there's like viscer three's army there's like a lot going on but the cornerstone um, of it is the emotional impact that exactly and it's it's yeah. it's very much like done with the battlefield completely blurred behind right. it's basically it's the tremendous. sort of thing where in a movie it would be on marco and jake only and all of the sound would disappear into just like a ringing sound yes. and then jake's voice yes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yes yeah. exactly it's um, really I, tremendous I, yeah and then marco just like goes home and just like stays in bed sick sick air quotes all day all week but he's just like fucking depressed yeah yeah um, and I, then it's it ends on such a lovely lovely rachel and marco note uh-huh. like which i i love so the way that rachel delivers hope in pure rachel fashion is that she just like comes into marco's room without asking and is like so there's no body <laughs> And he's like, what? She she died. And Rachel's like, nah, there's no body. And he's like, well, they disintegrated it. And she's like, nah, I saw all the burn bodies and she wasn't one of them. So there's no body. <laughs> I, I, also liked, I also liked the moment where Marco's like, you're just trying to make me feel better. And Rachel's like, I fucking wish your mom was dead, dude. Because then you would stop having hope. <laughs> yeah. I know. And uh, it basically ends with like, she didn't hug me. Rachel's not a hugger, but she sat there with me. Yeah. Which is like so... And then just it, quiet yeah. and tender. And Rachel just like together. sitting beside him and being like, "So we know she's not dead. So there's that fact that we know right. about her. Right? Yeah. You can do with that as you will, Marco. It is just <laughs> this. Yeah. It's. I think the fact that everyone was just kind of like a little bit taking care of Marco this book, even though totally he totally went through hell. You know. Um, yeah. It's. It's just. I think it's really special. You know, it's, I feel yeah. like he, he deserves, I mean, they all deserve like a, like a good month off if, you know, if not more. Um, <laughs> yeah. But there's, there's something really vulnerable about Marco um, that I totally. really appreciate when other characters notice that and take care of him because of it, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's something that I think has been slowly, I mean, unfortunately it's being cracked into because he's just being ripped apart. Right. Um, but it's something that slowly over the course of the books, he's gotten more and more introspective and more and more honest with himself. Um, Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, as I said, it's because he's being forced to be because of horrific things around him, not because he's actually opening himself up. He's just this like raw gaping wound of a boy. Like, um, and it's, yeah, it's, I totally agree. It's really, like, it's one of those moments where I'm like, Animorph's good book. Really, really <laughs> like, good. All, that they're all, like, family and all taking care of each yeah. other. Found family Ever is the s- thing that will always fuck me up. Yeah. Ever sure. since um, those, the, the, that tweet by Ka- by Caplegate started going viral, um, a lot of, lot more of my friends are now, like, telling me, like, hey, I read Animorphs, or hey, I started listening to the podcast. I'm like, these are some good fucking books. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. I get exactly. really excited. We've known <laughs> yeah, for the too. last two years. I have, I've now had several friends message me to me out of the blue being like, yo, is there a place where I can read Animorphs? And I'm like, oh, weird. That seems yeah. like it came out of nowhere. And then I look on their Twitter and they just retweeted, like, the fact that Caplegate like is cool yeah <laughs> for and, trans people and, and i'm like oh right that's that's how you get all of us and just, the best thing about don't be a turf, is that it's read just, your fucking books yeah it's just super easy to read because they're all online 
per capital yep. blessing. With which her is blessing. Just exactly. the Thank best you, thing Richard. Ever. Thank you, we Richard. stand Richard. Yeah. <laughs> Richard, if you're listening, get on the podcast. We'll have you. <laughs> we love your forum and your beautiful, beautiful ebooks. Um, okay, cool. That's that's uh, the reunion, right? Book 30. Mm-hmm. That's the whole damn thing. Man, what a killer book. I, this, this, it is. This, this, I mean, is a, this, I know I say this after every Marco book, but like this is my okay i actually just remembered my favorite marco book that i referenced earlier so this is my second favorite marco book yeah i like it's it's also one thing i was going to say that i forgot is that it's such a testament to how animorphs does not pull punches that i was fully ready to accept that marco might have to kill his mother with his own hands i was surprised that he didn't yeah, to the point where, like, when I thought that the mercy that was being shown to Marco was that he was only going to have to headbutt her off a cliff. Yeah. Like, I thought that was them being like, oh, it's okay. He didn't have to, like, punch her to death repeatedly, yeah. you know? Like, I thought it was just like, oh, he doesn't have to see her actually. He doesn't have to see the moment she dies. And that's us being nice to Marco. Yeah. Um, and then it turns out he didn't have to kill her. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, um, and not to say that I, my like appreciation of these books have been waning at all, but this really reminded me why I'm in love with this series, you know, this book in particular. Yeah. Sure. This, yeah, this is definitely it. one of the strongest books in the series, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. It was such a blast to read. <laughs> yeah. I love Aminorphs. Yeah. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening. It's um, weird to not have a recommendations bit. I feel like I'm like about to do the. I feel like I'm about to jump into recommendations. Like I'm, this is the one podcast I do regularly that does not have a recommendation a recommendation segment. Um, I've nearly like I've had the idle thought that I should come up with a recommendation before every single episode of the Wonder Yerks, uh-huh. which is the only podcast I do regularly. It's just because I'm like, oh, it's you two, so I'm doing fear baiting, right? That means I have to like something. Ah, who likes that? Say, what, what do you like this week, though? I, I'm not, we don't have to go around the table for recommendations, but like, what what came to your brain when you thought about it today, Seda? Oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's like hard to say because oh. it's like I feel like nothing that I'm really passionate about has updated recently. Oh. Oh. I feel like everything's really outdated, mm-hmm. and like none of my like characters who I over-identify with to an embarrassing fact are like, I don't know, having training montages where they work on their powers that are a metaphor for their gayness Uh or wearing pants. (laughs) So, yeah, I feel like I just wouldn't know. I did, I made butternut squash soup from scratch yesterday for the first time. How'd that go? That does sound good. Andrea uh, Andrea made some parsnip soup a couple weeks ago and she hated it because she feels like she put a little bit too much apple cider vinegar in there at the end and so it just tasted funky, but I didn't, it tasted good to me, so I I ate the fucking whole thing. Perfect. I'm excited about my new car battery. Um, I, yeah, that's been sort of a journey. (laughs) I don't want to go into it too deep, um, but I did turn my headlights on when I was driving home from work today, and I was like, oh, so I'm not blind. My battery was just dying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so oh, that's good. Yeah, because I was like, you know, I was like, oh, it's just a weird fluke that my battery just, like, I left my headlights on overnight and then couldn't start my car in the morning and couldn't jump it. No, your battery probably should have been changed anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> feels good um feels yeah good, so right. thank, thank you all for listening this week um if you want to hit up the show you can do so uh at uh the wonder Yorks on twitter support the show uh patreon.com forward slash fear baiting 
<laughs> do you have the patrons pulled up yet? Let's do I that. do have the patrons pulled up. So thank you very much to Michael Kaiser, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, Paul Bechtel, Ducky Aisha, and Allison. We love you. Cool. Um, if you want to find me online, you can do so at Blair Kitch on Twitter or BlairKitch.tumblr.com. Sunhazgenia, S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-M-Y-A, on Twitter, on Twitch, on Mastodon, at Snowstead Online, and also... This time-sensitive section no longer relevant because our editor took too long to get the episode out. They're very sorry. You can be mean to them on Twitter about it if you want, but they will probably cry. Hit a bitch up! I'm Seda. You can find me on Twitter at nudity with an E-A instead of a Y. Check out my other podcast where I make little songs to solve little problems at Musical Mole on Twitter. Or you can find my other music at gaygothvibes.online. And none of you live in my area, but it just makes me feel good to say the day this drops. So hi, hi, God damn it. All right. Uh, thank you to Noisepace for hosting us. Uh, you can find more of the podcast hosted there at noisepace.xyz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that does us for this week, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. Uh, we will see you in two weeks with our next with episode. Book 31. Yes. Um, but until then, I have been Blair. I continue to be Sarah. I'm Seda. And remember, Keep do your you want an Escafil device? Yeah. <laughs> I do. <Thanks>. Thank you. <laughs>